Hello, friends, and welcome to Wednesday Night Dinner. Welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Night Dinner. I'm your host, William Pellegrino. I'm your co-host, Sarah Hall. And we are joined by a very special guest this evening. We are joined by Emily Conway, Vice President of the Liturgy Branch. Emily, would you like to say hello? Hi, I'm so excited to be on the Wednesday Dinner Podcast. I've been waiting for this moment my entire <laughs> life, and I listen very closely every week, and so this is definitely my defining moment at, in the CSC. We have a number one fan, officially. Yeah, Emily's been shouted go. out on this podcast, like, probably almost every episode, and so, like, it's only fitting that you're on it now. I am honored. And so, Emily, I think you know how things go. Uh, we always start here with a high, low, and God moment. However, we're going to switch it up. Instead of asking the guests first, I'm going to turn it right over to Sarah. Sarah, what's your high, low, and God moment for the week? All right. So, um, okay, my low for this week um, is currently occurring right this moment. For some reason, between the hours of like eight and 10, um, my air vent smells very strongly of burnt toast. So like you take your toast, you put it in like the, like the toaster oven and turn it up all the way. Like that is the scent that comes out and I'm not quite sure why. Um, but you know, I, it gets me in the mood for is breakfast, it, I guess. Um, is it is it consistent? Like, every day? Is it just, like, one day it smells like burnt toast? Does it always smell like burnt toast, like, every single day? I would say it's almost every single day. Probably, like, five out of seven days of the week. Um, I don't... Maybe someone, like, really likes their toast burnt and makes it every day at the same time. Mm. I don't know. Anyways. Also related to food, my high... Um, so I bought three avocados last week for, like, cooking purposes. And I always, I'm, like, terrible usually at buying them when they're ripe. But my high is that last week, every time I ate an avocado, I timed it out perfectly so they were perfectly ripe. And I don't <laughs> think I've ever been so accomplished when it comes to, like, cooking. Um, <laughs> and then I would say probably my God moment. Something that I've started doing within the last, like, couple of weeks is... Um, just, like, trying to be more, like, intentional about things I'm doing during my day. Um, so, like, setting aside time for prayer, of course, but then also, um, like, while I'm doing, like, schoolwork or, like, if I'm, like, texting a friend or something like that. Um, so, like, as I submit an assignment, like, I'll say a Hail Mary with, like, an intention. Or, like, if I'm, like, texting somebody to, like, reach out, like, I'll say, like, a glory be for like with the intention of like that person. And so that's just been like a really cool way to go about my days. And yeah. So I would say that's probably my God moment for the week. Wow. That's so cool. I've never <laughs> even heard of doing that. Like, I don't know, like a prayer each day for, or not prayer each day, a prayer for each little moment for someone else. Like that's really cool. And it's a way that with like busy schedules and all that to be able to fit God into everything. Yeah. 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 Very St. Therese of Lisieux of you. <laughs> you know, she's kind of awesome. Like, that's she a big is. compliment. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Will or Emily, who wants to go next? I can go next. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Okay, okay so my low is that some new neighbors moved in next door. Um, <laughs> I think the room was empty before, but now it is very much not empty. So last <laughs> night around 10 o'clock, 
someone was having a lot of commotion. It sounded like they may or may not have been having like a small get together with a lot of music and a lot of screaming. So I got really, really annoyed with this. And so I started playing whale noises um, at full volume um, from YouTube. Um, so I'm hopeful that we won't have a noise war, but that is definitely like my low of the week. <laughs> it was iconic. It was very loud whale noises. I was just like sitting in my in my room. Oh, for people who don't know, Emily's my roommate. Um, but yeah, so I was sitting in my room and we like share a wall and all of a sudden I just hear like Dory from Nemo style whale noises coming from very the room. loud. It was great. So that's What'd you say? Did it get things to stop? Like, yeah, actually, they, they were quiet. The they were quiet right away. So I don't know what happened, but that was great. Um, my high is definitely being back in College Park with my friends. I was here during taking a winter class, and I was very much here in this apartment by myself, and not many people were around, and so it's nice to like see everyone at Mass again and be living in community again because I just kind of love people. And then my God moment was I had a wonderful – so we're doing this healing – Bible study. Um, and I love healing. It's one of my favorite things in the entire world, <laughs> as everyone should. Um, and I was trying to like work through how to like do this Bible study passage with my Bible study. Shout out to my Bible study. I love you guys. Um, and I like couldn't quite figure it out. And so I had this conversation with Christine and Sarah about healing. And just the things that they said, I was just like, wow, God is so present in this conversation right now. It's absolutely wonderful. So definitely, yeah, that was my God moment. Amazing. Uh-huh. It was a very good conversation. Yeah, healing with prayer is insane. Like, I'll make a very long story short because it could probably be its own segment. But <laughs> way, ba- way back in the day when I was but a wee young and my father had cancer, he's actually healed by a Eucharistic miracle. It's a very long story to be had. That is but... the oh coolest thing in the world. That is the coolest but... thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and so he, they, or what is it, it stumped all the doctors at Johns Hopkins, which for those of you who might not know medicine is like the place in terms of medical treatment. And so, yeah, that's a story for another time, like in its fullness, but healing's a pretty dang cool thing. Podcast, you can't see this, but Sarah and I's jaws are both on the floor right now. (laughs) This is incredibly insane and really cool. Absolutely fall back up with that one. Oh, and then I think that leaves that with me. And yes. so always got to start with my low. And in continuing with this podcast, it's a never-ending journey with food. And so this one was <laughs> that my roommate was offering to make hamburgers for all of us. But for those of you who've been here, I can't eat beef because of stupid allergies. <laughs> so I'm kind of sitting there having to make my own dinner while Reese makes like a barbecue for everyone else. Oh. So. <laughs> So that was definitely a low because I love, like, I love hamburgers and it's been one of the biggest changes is not being able to eat them. So that was certainly my low. My high moment was in the midst of the snow day yesterday. Uh, I have a roommate who came from, who's here from Florida and he's never experienced snow before. (gasps) And so so (laughs) it was amazing. He and I went out and like, cause it was just him and I at the house and we had a snowball fight for like a solid 45 minutes. And it was, had everything you could want in a snowball fight. Had hostage situations. Had both of us having really terrible aim with like throwing snowballs. 
and this, that, and the other. So he got that full, like, snow experience. He got to make a snow angel. Oh, yes. And this, that, and the other. Like, it was absolutely, it was, like, super precious and, like, seeing him get to experience his first snow. Also, just throwing around snowballs is a lot of fun. Uh, Now, these God moment. I'd say God moment. This was from last week. But I'm bringing it up this week because I remember what the other thing was. Okay. Bible in a Year podcast. Father Mike oh, Schmidt. So good. Like, yes. There's, I'll tell you what. There's some readings that are there that I didn't even know existed. Like, <laughs> they're there. But, like, being able to sit down not too terribly long, like 20, 30 minutes apiece, and just being able to really break down the Bible and being able to understand, like, what's going on. Also, Father Mike Schmidt, absolute Chad. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, he's, he can just say things so well, for a lack of better words. He can Pretty say much, things yes. so well and put, put the Bible in a way that taking super complex readings that people have, find hard to understand and being able to put them into a like easy-to-understand light, which is really great. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've been listening to that... Um, for the last bit. I'm a little behind, if I'm being completely honest with you, but um, I think it's really cool. Like, there's passages I didn't know existed, and there's passages mm-hmm. I knew existed, but I didn't know, like, how important and, like, significant they were, which is also really cool. Yeah. And that leads us, that actually leads kind of a great segue into the next segment that we have. So, Emily, you are a wonderful vice president of liturgy, and kind of with the whole, we'll do the Bible, we're moving from Bible into lecturing, or just anything of okay, liturgy. Okay, great. What's going on? Um, so, I'm really excited. My first love is liturgy. I, like, it's just amazing. It's kind of the coolest thing ever. Um, and we are rocking and rolling this semester, not taking any breaks on liturgy. We've come out the gate uh, doing everything. So, we have adoration that starts um, next Monday when this releases, um, and lots and lots of liturgy things coming up. We have mass every week, um, and adoration on Wednesday nights. So it's just very exciting time to be in the liturgy branch and working with liturgy as you both do. Sarah yes. is a greeter. Will is one of our very few altar servers. Um, <laughs> 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 um and I myself also do a lot of things, None of those are reading or altar serving, but I can do a bunch of other things. Emily essentially does every part of liturgy except for lecturing and altar serving. And the consecration of the host, because only the priest can do that. I mean, that would make sense. (laughs) That's to be expected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, of course, that's a given. (laughs) So, um, Emily, I'm curious. So, what drew you to liturgy to begin with, like, what what made you take up the position? Yeah, so this is a funny story. It goes back a little far, but um, so around seventh grade, sixth grade, I really wanted to uh, go to mass every week and have an excuse to go. And so I became an altar server at my church, St. Mary's in Rockville. Um, and I had a priest there, Father Charlie, who taught us a lot about, um, yeah, just what the liturgy meant and, and how important everything was and the right way to do it. And I really like developed this like love of it. And then I, there was this one man at the church who was 
both in Asher and every other job. He did literally everything. And I was just like, this guy is so cool. I still have no idea what his name is. He still is an usher there. He still does everything. Um, he would like sacristan when the sacristan couldn't be there and Eucharistic minister when the Eucharistic minister wasn't there. And like, I was just like, wow, I'm really captivated by this guy, this guy, this random guy. I don't know who he is. Um, and I got here and the first week they're like, so, um, we have training for the liturgy. Like if you want to do any of these things and Eucharistic ministering was something that I thought was really, really cool. And so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get trained as a Eucharistic minister. And I come in and I sit down and Rob is like yelling at us that like, we need to be really, really serious about this. And this is really <laughs> important. And I was like, oh my goodness, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and then, um, I loved it. I loved Eucharistic ministering. I thought just the act of giving Jesus to someone being the most important thing that I could do that week because in that moment like they are receiving the body of Christ and all of the graces that come with it and so I was just like flipping out about how cool this is and flipping out about the importance of my role in this and how like gifted I am to get to like give somebody Jesus um and from there I ended up getting trained in every other ministry um so we needed daily mass sacristans and so I became a daily mass sacristan um, and then I became in charge of sacristans. Um, so then I became a Sunday mass sacristan too. <laughs> and, uh, greeting is one of my other favorite ones to like say hello. Anyone can greet. I promise you anyone can greet, but yes. to say hello to someone, say something nice about them. Like I love your soul or like, I love your shirt. <laughs> Two very different levels of that. <laughs> Both are well received. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's really awesome. Dude, that's, like, so cool that that started back for you in seventh grade. Honestly, in seventh grade, me at Mass, looking at the people working, I was like, they are all old and really enjoy coming to this thing that makes me fall asleep every week. Um, I get it now. I totally understand now, but, like... Yeah, there are photos of little Emily, like, teeny tiny little Emily, like, in this giant, like, white robe, just, like, (laughs) being swallowed up by the cincher and, like, everything. Really cute. Uh, but Emily, I have to ask, before you leave college, get the name of that guy. You gotta get the name of that guy before you head out. You know, I see him at mass, and I'm really, and I think because of COVID especially, I'm very intimidated to walk up to him and be like, hi, what's your name? Um, you inspired me to become the vice president of literature at the Catholic Center, because that feels like a lot. (laughs) I think that you'd be pretty Dude, happy honestly, by that. that. It would like, be a makes, lot, but I think you'd be pretty happy. That would make my day. <laughs> I've never met the guy. <laughs> I just admire from afar of his love of liturgy. Okay, wait. So, Will, uh, I have a question for actually for you. Um, okay. You are involved in, you. Emily said you were an altar server and a lector, right? Mm-hmm. Why did you Dream. decide to start doing those things at the CSC? Like, were those things you did before college, or like, did you kind of get involved once you were here? So, altar serving, I so altar serving, I was one back at my home parish, and so okay. I am one who hates change, one thousand <laughs> bajillion percent. And so, if I'm already signed up, like, know how to altar serve, a it's, it can't be too different, right, between my home parish and here. And so it was, like, for the most part, the change was nice and smooth. I had Frob throwing, like, music books at me at the end of Mass. Like, if any of you are here in the Frob days and seen me serve, he'll, like, stand from the altar and throw his book, like, back (laughs) at me. 
And then at the end of Mass, he'd also throw his music book at me, but he would switch it up. He wouldn't just, like, instantly throw it. He'd then, like, wait to see how, like, to try to get me off guard so I'd drop the book. But anyway, <laughs> that's nothing to do with liturgy, but an experience that I remember both fondly and with a, t- a like, amount of stress. And I'm happy that Father Conrad has not uptaken that tradition. I don't know if it's because of COVID or just because he doesn't like throwing books. Either way, I'm kind of happy for that result. <laughs> you know, after hearing this episode, he might. He might get some <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I would be careful. Out, Will. <laughs> I, hey, we are bringing, what is it, Emily? We're having music at Music Mass ministry soon, is right? coming back. Yeah, back and better than ever. Shout out to Robbie and Dom and Maggie who are organizing that one. Um, I'm very, very excited about it. We've been missing it. And so yes. maybe we'll get a book thrown at him again. Yeah, we're yes. going to see if one's correlated with the other, if book throwing and music ministry are one with the other. <laughs> when I got uh, word that, um, when I got word from, I can't remember who told me that, it honestly might have been you, Emily, um, that like UMD was letting us like have music back, obviously like COVID safe manner, but like, right. dude, I was so excited. Like, yeah, I've missed it. Uh, Back in the day, I used to be like, oh my, like, mass with no music, this is great. It goes by so quickly. And I was like, wow, what a neat thing. And then not having music for like 10 months, you're like, oh my gosh, please bring it back. Yes. Like, you don't realize how much you miss it until it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, okay, another question for you guys. Something else that we have that's considered liturgy is Eucharistic adoration, because of our immense love of the Eucharist and Jesus Christ in it, um, we adore it. And so Sarah, who I know goes to adoration because I see her passing on her adoration time slot. Yes. <laughs> what, why do you go to adoration? Like, what do you like about it? Oh, dude, what do I not like about adoration? <laughs> like, if I'm being completely honest, um, adoration, like, when I first, like, heard about it, I was kind of like, Again, same thing with, like, liturgy in general in, like, my pre-conversion days. I was kind of like, what is this? Like, we're literally sitting here staring at Jesus, but, like, okay. Um, But, like, dude, I love adoration. It's, like, so cool, the fact that, like, you're literally sitting there in front of Jesus. Like, it is the same thing as if, like you and I are sitting in our apartment having a conversation. Like, you're literally right there with him, which is just, like, that's just, like, why I love it. I love just, like, prayer in general, but, like, you both know. Like, there's just something different about adoration and the fact that, like, yeah, like, prayer is already such, like, a really, like, personal thing and, like, with your relationship with the Lord, but, like, adoration itself is, like, even more of a personal um, connection and, like, that's just so cool. Um, Yeah. I love it. It's been great. One of my favorite things is like this expression. I think Heather, one of our old missionaries a long time ago talked about was like, okay, so if you think about how you spend time with Jesus and like doing it face to face in adoration is so much better. And like, I mean, it's like quality time that you don't get when you just like pray because it's like calling someone over the phone or seeing them in person. And so like the beauty of like sitting in front of Jesus, who's actually there in the body of Christ sitting face-to-face with him is kind of amazing. And so I'm really, like, it's one of my favorite things to do, and I'm really glad we have it here. Yes. 
One thing that I find, like, in addition, is it gives... It's one of the very few things that is a sense of consistency to it. Yes. And with the pandemic and all that, even with talking with friends face-to-face, there's still a difference that happens nowadays. And so being able to sit in adoration, like, there's just a calm, like a calmness. There's just something mm-hmm. normal about it. There's no... You don't have to worry about everything that's going on with the pandemic you don't have to worry about all the stressors and all that it's just silence to be able to talk with god which is something that i think is very few and far between nowadays absolutely yeah yeah it's it's great and like the fact that so we had it last like you said we had it last semester mm-hmm. um and like you said earlier like it's starting up next week um yeah which is really great because I know people have been signing up for time slots so that obviously Jesus isn't alone. Right. Um, But like, the fact that like we'll be able to have it and like whether or not you're like, like signed up for a specific time slot for the obligation of making sure that Jesus isn't there, there by himself or um, you're just like coming because maybe your class got out 30 minutes early kind of thing. Um, Like, that's great. And, like, it's so great that, like, it'll start up back next week once this kind of, like, two-week quarantine thing with the university is over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's really exciting. Yeah. I have to ask, getting on, like, a topic for, or getting on top of something less serious, like, I have my book story. Do any of y'all have, like, funny liturgy stories of things that, we don't have to mention names, but, like... Mm. Okay, this is probably the one of the dumber things I did. So one time I forgot to put the hosts out. I was sacristaning <laughs> for daily mass in Moral Chapel. And God bless Father Jim was there, not Father Rob, who calls me out on all my mistakes. Which, thank goodness he does, because that's how I learned from them. And I just didn't put out hosts. Like, I just didn't put out hosts, and he just didn't see them. And so ever had to drink the blood of Christ. Um this daily mass because i forgot to put out the host to be consecrated oh no oh no i don't think of any other ones sarah do you have any um okay so the only like besides adoration the only like liturgy um position that i'm like trained for is to be a greeter um and i tend to do that every week um or like every other week i do it pretty often um, and I, the first thing that pops into my mind, I can't think of like a specific instance, but that's because it happens so often is, you know, when like, okay, I have two things. The first thing is when you're down at the CSC and someone comes in the front door and you're the greeter that's standing directly in front of the chapel doors and you make eye contact with the person who's all the way at the end of the hallway, but you don't want to shout down the hallway because then you're going to disrupt the people praying inside the chapel. But then you have this, like, awkward kind of, like, really long period of, like, waving um, that, like, I just, I don't ever know what to do with myself, so I usually end up, like, throwing up a peace sign or, like, whipping weirdly, um, which is, like, what I do anyways. Um, So, like, I've, like, awkwardly whipped at some people while I'm greeting. Um, And then my other thing is... um, I talk pretty fast, which sometimes results in me, like, jumbling over words. And so in trying to, like, like say, like, hi, like, welcome to the CSC, like, or, like, I see someone, I'm like, dude, your sweater is so cute. Like, whatever. Whatever I'm saying, every so often I'll say it and the words will just come out as total gibberish. And then I'll kind of look at the person and they'll look at me and I'll look back at the person and be like, 
never mind. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what that was. And then we'll continue on with the conversation. But I think those are like my two funny stories. But grieving is pretty, I think, low risk in terms of like things that could go weirdly. Like, you know. Like, yeah. That's- yeah. I mean, I promise no mistake you can make will ever be that bad. Exactly. Like, I have made so many mistakes, and nothing ever disrupted the flow of mass. So Exactly. They're just a little awkward. The, yes. Yeah. The cl- closest I ever got is, I will not name the individual, because that'd be mean, but I was serving mass with Father Ivany, who's the... Uh, I forget what his official title is, but he's up at JPG He is the director of vocations in the Archdiocese of Washington. Yes. Thank you, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) And so... We got a liturgy queen over here. (laughs) I know. See, this is where if you need to pull any references about who anyone is or what's going on, bam, Emily. (laughs) But get to Mass, so you start serving and... Whatever, it's like starts reading the prayers because the word of the Lord, thanks be to God, sits down. No one goes up the lector, not a single person in there. And so Father Ivany and I are looking at each other <laughs> and like, what's going on? And I'm looking in the crowd, like, are there any other lectures? Turns out there's no, the lector just forgot to be there today. No. <laughs> and, so, and so he looks at me and goes, Can you do it? I'm like, Sure, you know, I'm trained as a lector, although I haven't done it since the pandemic begins because other duties call. And so <laughs> I go up there. And so I can read when I've read something before. If I start <laughs> reading something, I can't read. Like, I'll tell you that right now. So I'm going through the first reading, and there's like, like say a line, and then it like there's a point in there that I just like completely forget what line I'm in. <laughs> So then I have to, like, stop for a moment, figure out what line I'm at, and continue down. <laughs> and so then we get through that. We get to the responsorial psalm. And I'm the only person in existence who goes, the responsorial psalm <laughs> is, before starting it. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm just reading the book at this point. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a whole bunch of... Like that, and it's just going through. Like the second reading was very similar to the first. Yeah. It was like trying to kind of figure out how to read because I wasn't as prepared as I should be. And yeah, and so it was kind of a humbling experience for me because it tells me that I should check the daily readings, like always, no matter what. But also, it's just kind of a funny thing of like, I don't know, what can go wrong will go wrong. You just jogged my memory, so. Hi. Yes. <laughs> so let's remember that I'm not a trained lector. I'm a trained almost everything else. But one day I'm at daily mass. I sacrist in it. I sit down. I'm ready to go. No one is there to lecture. Father Conrad makes eye contact with me. And like once he makes eye contact with you, like there's nothing you can do. You just have to go stand up there and read. <laughs> I haven't read any of these books, like the, the readings that day. I've never actually read the readings in the book that we read from at mass. And so I go to read it, and I butcher the first reading. But that's okay. Like, I butcher the names and things, and the timing is all wrong. Okay, so I get to the responsible psalm. So if you've ever seen the book, the responsible psalm is at the top, but it's also in between each line. Well, I didn't realize that those were that I didn't have to read both of them. So I got halfway through reading the responsible psalm, 
twice because I just didn't I was so stressed I didn't put it in my head that I had to like I only had to read it once and that like every time there was an R that that just meant that that was the responsible psalm not that I had to read the responsible psalm and then read that line and it was so bad and Father Conrad is just like afterwards he was like oh my goodness and I was like I'm so sorry he's like I was gonna ask if you're a trained lector and then I remembered like you're not and I was like yeah I can't read I'm really sorry about that um, but I'll practice. And so I've been practicing, and I'm still not good at reading. That's okay. You'll get there eventually. Pra- it was so pra- bad. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> okay, uh, question to kind of bring it all back, because I think we're getting kind of close to the end of time. Um, Emily, I know, I remember looking in at the CSC calendar, there's like some stuff coming up from lit- for liturgy. Could you kind of tell us about what that is? Because you would be the expert on that event. I would be the expert on that event. Um, so, again, Monday we start um, adoration. There'll be a time slot that you sign up for for daily adoration. It's on Monday and Tuesdays um, after noon mass. Um, and if you have any questions about that, you can email um, adoration at catholicterps.org if you need more information, or you should be able to find it on the website and the Instagram. Um, on February 9th at 7 p.m., we have liturgy training. Um so that will be at Christ the Vine Teacher t- Chapel in the CSC, which just means the CSC Church. Um, <laughs> and we'll have training for all the ministries. So uh, lector serving, lector, sorry, lector, altar serving, serving. <laughs> greeters, sacristans, music ministry we're going to collect the names for. So that's very exciting. And tech ministry, um, which is, yeah, it's very exciting. We need a lot of people and a lot of things because we're very short this semester because of COVID. We got a lot of seniors graduating who do a lot of things too. So we need all the hands on deck that we can possibly get. Um, yeah. And so, and then also we have Wednesday adoration, which is not done necessarily by the liturgy branch, but we also have, and that's from 5.30 to 6.30 on Wednesday nights. Um, and there should be exciting stuff coming with that soon. So we're very excited about that. Amazing. Amazing. I know I'm planning on going um, to be trained for tech ministry Yeah. because... I kind of know how to work that equipment from doing stuff for the podcast, so might as well do it for us, too. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> yeah. I think that's a perfect place to leave off for the day. So, Emily, thank you so very much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on here. Finally have you on here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me on here. I'm very, very excited about this, and you guys are the best. So thank you, Sarah, and Will. Oh, yeah, and thanks. so we're going to talk to y'all next week. Have a great day, everyone. See you guys. Bye.